Hi, my name is Una. And my name is Ashley. And welcome back to another episode of Tetris Gal Talk. So today, our special guest is actually Friday Witch. Yay! Hi, Friday. Hello. Thank you for coming on. Hello. So special. Yeah, not a problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're actually really glad that uh, you reached out and was like, hey, I'm actually really interested in being on the show. And I was like, yes, somebody's actually reaching out to me and (laughs) saying, hey, I want to get on here. This is cool, you know, or something like that. So I'm really glad. Yeah, I just, I thought I would be a, a decent interview candidate just because like nobody's interviewed me yet but i was the one that started uh quite a bit in in the tetris community i was like hey i'm here yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely i can't believe that um there's not more about you out there like i i don't have a lot of information and i'm excited to learn about everything you've done for the community let's do it yeah all right (laughs) so let's do it (laughs) Um, I guess I wanted to talk a little bit before we actually continue. Um, So I actually was having a little bit of a hard time in the beginning of the year. Um, I got sick again. So I apologize for, you know, not getting the episodes out as fast as possible or like, you know, keeping up with the schedule. I understand like right now it's like, oh, like now I have my whole entire schedule set. I, you know, made all my appointments, all that stuff. It's all laid out now. Um, So I apologize, but, you know, I really am thankful for all of our followers and, you know, people who love us and and support us. So, again, thank you. And thank you for being patient because I really needed that. So thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life happens. You can't really control all those little things, you know? Mm, True. All right. So let's get right into it. Uh, So Friday, honestly, I mm-hmm. met you in the 2019 CTWC, and when David told me that you were the original maker of Classic Tetris Monthly, I was like, oh my god, like, really? <laughs> so, how did you, like, originally come up with the idea? Like, what was your thought process during all that? The idea for Classic Tetris Monthly, I had gotten into uh, CTWC YouTube videos uh, back in 2016. Um, a lot of people got into it via YouTube through the super popular Room Tetris for Jeff meme and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I want to say I found it slightly before that kicked off because, I mean, I've always been a huge retro gamer and I've always liked Tetris. So maybe YouTube suggested it to me earlier. But after watching through all of those videos, I was like, okay, I want more. I want more. And there wasn't any. There literally wasn't. Like, I could watch Guideline Tetris. I could watch TGM. But what I was drawn to CTWC, Classic Tetris, because it was at a speed that I could play at. Like, it's not the speed Mm. that I could follow. I can actually, you know, watch and kind of follow TGM. But, like, at the time, like, I could actually play at that speed. And I was like holy crap, I think I could actually do this. And I was just watching and observing people. And that's what got me so hooked. And then I was like, I want more. I want to watch more. (laughs) And so that's when I wanted to start doing, I was like, if no one else is making more content, I guess I might as well. I'm already a content creator. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that you were Mm -hmm. a content creator. Um, Okay. I had, well, I have, but I don't really stream on it much right now, but I have a Twitch channel and I have a YouTube channel, but I don't really, I don't really do YouTube very much at all and Twitch I haven't been doing lately. Okay. Well, I mean, if you do, we'll also put links and everything, you know, on the bottom, you know, all the way at the end of the video, you know, so that everyone is supporting you as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, for sure. I met you in 2019, but just kind of in the crowd, you know, we didn't really have a lot of conversations. 
You look so, familiar. Um, <laughs> yes, I. I mean, I. You probably we had little conversations, but I was mainly just there to support my husband, and we didn't really know anybody in the community then. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like nobody knew who we were. I mean, like David said, like who the heck is Matt? Like where did he come from? <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool that you're just like, well, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take it on. I mean, yeah, we, I wanted, I wanted more and I wasn't getting it. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to make it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's kind of cool because I can relate to that because I was like kind of in that same position, like where you were like, Hey, you know what? I don't see this. I'm going to make, you know, make it happen. Kind of like what me and Ashley Mm -hmm. did. I was like, Hey, Ashley, I really want to do this. And she's like, yo, you're the person to do it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, you're going to help me, right? And then, you know, now (laughs) this is a big thing for me. And, you know, I'm really glad that you're here. And I'm really glad Friday, you know, you're here as well. You know, I wanted a little community for me too. Mm -hmm. It's reaching more people. And I'm really happy about that too. And that's definitely what CTM does. I mean, it just brought people together and everybody probably felt the same way you did. So they, you know, were obviously going to be drawn to CTM because, that's it's where more. all the content was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my thought is how did you go from watching YouTube to coming up with like the, you know, monthly Tetris like on Twitch? So I was already broadcasting on Twitch, um, you know, just retro games and sometimes some indie games. And I started mm-hmm. doing this game show called Boss Fight. And it was a retro video game game show where people would play short little retro game challenges against each other in an attempt to, you know, be better than the other person just for fun. And at the end, you would fight the the end game boss, which was usually me, where I had a list of 24 games and they got to choose one to challenge me on. And obviously, the list was games that I was all good at. But oh, true. <laughs> if they managed to beat me at the end of an episode, then they got to be a boss in a future episode. Oh, that's kind of nice. nice. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I feel like I've heard of that before, but maybe I just didn't know it was something that you did. I feel like I've heard of it. Because I had that up, I had that all set up. I already had the infrastructure for getting multiple people to hook up an NES and, mm. and sync the video feeds onto Twitch. So the groundwork was already laid for me to do CTM. I just had to organize more people because Boss Fight only had four people mm. per episode. And tournaments were 16 plus. I think I had a or a 19-man tournament one month. But yeah, I already had the groundwork laid. So it wasn't that hard for me to jump into it. And that's why I already thought of it because I was already doing something almost like it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I understand right now, like Van Dweller has so many other people helping him now. Like I know there's Mm -hmm. a whole group of people. I guess when you first started, were there other people that were kind of helping you throughout that? Was, you know, Van Dweller even a part of that in the beginning? Or was he just something that kind of happened like later down the road when you were like, hey, I'm kind of like passing the torch to you now? Or, you know, how did that all Mm -hmm. kind of came about? So how that happened, I was doing all of it myself for the wow. most part. Um, Jazz Thief 81 was helpful in making some, helping me with some code. Okay. Because, well, he's the resident Tetris code monkey. <laughs> he was helping me out with code a little bit, but for the most part, I was running it myself. And I was asking for help, but the problem I was running into is some people were, were offering help, but I didn't know what they could do to help me because I had everything organized so well on my side mm. that it was mm-hmm. easier for me to continue running it than it was for me to try to organize it in such a way that I could give it to somebody else. True. Yeah. And what ended up happening is, yeah, I burned out. However, 
that's kind of a habit that I have, and I'll probably mention it again later, but like I have a habit where I'll get a, I'll get really hardcore into a hobby for like two to four years, two to five years. And then at some point I just burn out and drop it entirely. And yeah, I mean, that eventually happened with Tetris and I'm not surprised. I do the same thing. I pick something up and I go full-fledged with it. And then after, you know, a little bit, I'm like, okay, next over this <laughs> i then was trying to find someone to just take it over mm. and I, I got one offer but i didn't think that they were capable of running the technical aspect then later a couple months later van dweller offered and i figured that he probably was so then i shared all my information and assets with him okay yeah and that's how van dweller got it yeah i mean i actually was talking to sir mazer which is frank who does peace dependency podcast and mm -hmm. he was like super excited that your episode was coming out he was like oh my god like, yeah. I, I actually want to know more about mm -hmm. classic yeah. Tetris monthly what was your ideas what was your inspiration and like i guess what kind of happened so i was just like well i'm gonna do it <laughs> if you're listening frank um mm -hmm. you can contact me and i'll hop on your podcast too it's fine yeah, you yeah. definitely should. That'd be, yeah, sure. he could definitely go into more in detail. I mean, it was kind of hard. Um, so I actually did experience a little bit of burnout as well. That's why, I mean, Friday, thank you for being so patient with me because I was mm -hmm. going through being sick and then transitioning into a new job. And it's just been so crazy for me. So that I was actually like kind of, I like broke down with David and I was like, hey, like, I don't even know if I have the inspiration to do this anymore. Like, I, maybe I just want to be done with Tetris altogether. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, just give it a few months. You know, just tell everyone, you know, there's a pause, you know, things like that. And actually, last week, I was like, I'm ready again. You know, so I was like, you know, because, <laughs> of course, Ashley, you and I talk all the time. And I was like telling you some of my struggles and things like that. And, of course, you've always helped me. And I appreciate that, too. So I was kind of like, okay, well... She's been patiently waiting. I need to get my A back onto this, you know, and start yeah. drilling down. So, but well, yeah. There's one thing that I like to say is that healthy breaks are healthy. Yeah. No, for reals. You need them. Like, I, I don't think anybody should ever have to apologize if they need time for themselves. Um, I mean, if you don't do that, then who knows what can happen. Like... You know, with Matthew having a lot of mental health problems, I just am always supportive of anybody who needs time. Like, yeah. just take care of yourself, you know? The first time we went to the Southern Qualifier and Van Dweller was there, I feel like he was just kind of getting started. And that was like right before 2019 Portland. Is that kind of when he took over? Or is that, was he doing it before then? He, so I started uh, the last month, I started December of 17. And ran it until July of 18. And then, like, October, September, October of 18 is when Vandola took over. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, because he, he actually bought, well, I don't know if he already had it, but he sent all this stuff for Matthew to stream. And that's when Matthew actually found out about all of it. So we just realized that all of that was happening in 2019. It had been happening for a long time since then, since before that yeah. point. Just, you know, hey, better late than never. And I wouldn't right. even call I it know. late. It's always a good time to jump in the community. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So you did say that CTM was a little bit of a hobby for you, but ha- has there been a time where you're like, oh, I want to make this into a full time type of thing? Or were you working at another job at that time too, while doing all the setups yourself? So I do um, tech support for full time for a major tech company. I'm not going to give names, it's not relevant, but for a major, major, like top three tech company. And so like, I already have a job. I already have a career. CTM was just for fun. I'd ever wanted it to be about money. Okay. Whenever, you know, tournaments or or recurring events became about the money, that's when corruption and cheating happened. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that for this community. I didn't want that for Tetris. I didn't want that to happen, which is why I never offered any actual money prizes. Um, there was some point where I was trying to pull a little bit of revenue just to help support the fact that I was burning a lot of time on the project, mm-hmm. but I wasn't even asking for much. Like the very first CTM, I actually had a bit donation thing where if you cheered a certain amount of bits on the Twitch channel, that it would pop up a, a customized on-screen animated cheer for whichever player you wanted to support. Oh, that's oh, kind of cool. Fun. But uh, but yeah, it, it it didn't go, it didn't get used to very much. And honestly, I was like, I, I don't even need the money for it. I mean, I just kind of enjoyed it. So I kind of stopped um, looking for money at that point. Not that there was really any there in the first place at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I just, I wanted more content. That's that's mm-hmm. it. That's literally it. <laughs> I mean, that's how these things come about, though. You know, if you want something and it's not there, just make it yourself. Make it happen. That's so cool. So I actually don't know the rules of Classic Tetris Monthly right now. All I know is that you would kind of compete, um, I guess, in the month that you want to play. And then you're kind of Mm -hmm. categorized underneath the same people that are the same score as you, I believe, or same PB as Mm -hmm. you. Was that like your original plans on how the game was supposed to go? Or how, how, what was your setup? Because I know, you, I'm guessing you had all these mm. stat sheets to be like, okay, this player is playing with this player. And mm. I guess with all of that, what was your process? It was a lot simpler than that because I had fewer people. Mm. So I was starting, um, the first Classic Tetris Monthly, I think only had around 12 to 16 people total. Oh, wow. Um, and I pretty much, and that's pretty much how it, always went with my events like i i don't think i ever got over 24 people um okay. and so everyone was just put into one event and i would try to cut it to top 16 but if um you know basically everyone would qualify over the course of the month and then we would all play and again i would generally try to cut the top 16 but there was a time where i had um had 18 so what I did was I had 16, 17, and 18 do a three-way match just to determine who got to play in the main bracket. So essentially everybody still got to play, which is something that I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, there is, I, there might, I, I want to say there is an event where I broke a little over 20 people, and I ended up extending the brackets a little bit because I just didn't like excluding people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I would just play it by ear, and I didn't have plans on where it was going to go from there because... I mean, I was just, you know, playing it in the moment. Um, If it ended up getting really big, I mean, I'm not sure what I would have done. Um, I definitely wouldn't have expanded the tournament to 32 because the 16 already took too long. Yeah. So I uh, maybe I would have split it. Maybe I would have had someone else help run the other event. I I, I don't know. Never got to that point. So I never had to think about it. Well, I do think that one of the challenges now um, is that the scheduling to get the matches set up 
Oh my I god. I feel like this is a huge <laughs> I wouldn't say a mess. They do their best with it, but that it's a lot. Can, it is and it's so much for somebody to try to try to do, especially with all the different time zones and different players from different countries and stuff. It's crazy. Um because that's Matthew likes CTM. He wants to to do it, but he with his job and stuff, he just can't like the scheduling is just not it just can't happen for him. So that that kind of stinks because you want to include everybody, but then also it's like, I don't know, maybe they should do it to where like different time zones play against each other. I don't know. It's There's there's not an elegant or easy solution to this problem. Yeah. Uh, I will, and I'm sure that they they see it all the time, so I'm sure that they're doing the best with what, what they can do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy how much it's grown. Do you ever miss it? I do miss I do miss it. I do like the community. Um I just I'm not interested in Tetris anymore and the community has evolved, which is great and it's pulled a lot of younger people since I started, which is great. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. part of the reason why it exploded so much because the older veterans, the older CTC veter CTWC veterans, they aren't, you know, into YouTube and Twitch as hard as the younger generation is. Yeah. And right. it was really difficult to get them get some of them on um i i did manage to get a few um but like some of them i we tried and we just couldn't get there yeah that's true um like uh not to name drop but like i was really happy that we got boom tetris for jeff on um i was really happy that we got um like uh schoolmaster i love schoolmaster we got them. I tried. We actually, I was really close to getting Robin Mahara to jump in. Um, oh, wow. I had, uh, I went over That's to his so house because he, he lives close to me. He lives real close. We both live in Portland. Okay. Yeah. I went over to his house and got on his computer and set up OBS for him. Nice. But something happened with the cards. It just never panned mm-hmm. out right. And we never got uh, Robin in on the action. I thought that would have been really awesome. Absolutely. I tried some failures, some successes. That's super cool. Branching off from you actually doing the YouTube, I heard that you did a lot of graphics and a lot of different codings for Classic Tetris Monthly. I guess mm-hmm. how you came about to doing that as well. Yeah. I'll start with the coding aspect because I, I'm i a very novice coder. I, I know real basics. So for those of you who know, like I, I can do um, a little bit of C Sharp. Uh, I can do a little bit of Unity, but uh, there's not really too much that I can do. Um, I ended up using Jazz Thief uh, to help code me a little, a little thing, a little app that would detect whether a person's screen is on the game screen or if they were on the level select screen. And when they were on the level select screen, it would cover the screen with the CTM logo. Oh my gosh, that's so genius! <laughs> um, I used it for the first event, but um, I didn't use it after that because it was making my computer want to want to explode. Oh. Yeah. Because it was reading eight different sections of the screen at all times while trying to broadcast to Twitch and pull multiple feeds, and wow. uh, it was it wasn't I, I couldn't do it <sighs> after that. But um, as for the rest of the coding, the only other basic co- the coding I did was I coded the bot to to do certain things in the channel. But th- that those are made pretty simple to to code into. Um, as for the graphics, uh, I actually am a freelance motion graphics designer. So like, you know, when you see anything, you know, animated graphics is what I do best. Oh, wow. And uh, if you ever go back and are able to watch 
Um, because they did stream them on the uh, classic Tetris Monthly YouTube channel. They streamed the old school um, CT, uh, CTMs that I hosted. And if you look, like I was, I was thinking, you know, it's an '80s game. I want some '80s graphics, and yeah. I just went the whole synthwave front. Yeah. I made it look synthwave, and that's actually why why Flex Style. Like I, I reached out to Flexstyle because he had some really good synth wavy stuff, but he was a smaller indie artist, and I was like, maybe he would just appreciate, you know, his stuff being used in the tournament, and he gave his blessing. So that's, that's cool. that tied in really well with the whole synth wave theme. Yeah. And yeah. to make things fresh each each month, I would just change the color of the theme. Like I think the first the first one was purple, the second one was orange, the third one was green, uh, and then I did like white. Um, but it was always synthwave themed. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll try and yeah, get a little clip 80s. of it. Yeah, it was just 80s. Nice. No, that's just like. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm just so jealous of the way your brain works. Like people who code, I'm just so jealous of that skill. Like my friend Jason does, and my brother's done gaming stuff. But I'm like, I don't understand. My brain does not. Me neither. <laughs> um, message me sometime, and uh, like because I do a little bit of basic stuff, but I do, don't do a whole bunch. I at least know where a good place to start would be. Mm -hmm. So if it is something you're actually interested in pursuing, it's easier than you think it is. Well, that's what my friend Jason says. He does it professionally now, and he's like, it's really not that hard. Like you can easily get a job doing it. I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, not for simple-minded people like me. <laughs> You'd be me. surprised. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. You could, it, it, put it this way: if if you if you know how to use a computer and you want to learn how to do this, you can do it. Okay. I mean, that's what I've been told by other people who do it. But I'm like, maybe it's just easy because you're smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, maybe it's easier for people who are naturally smart, naturally good at computers. But yeah, yeah. There, it's a lot of people. You'd be surprised. It's it's probably it's a lot easier than you're thinking it is. I promise you. Well, that's really cool. I'm, it's just crazy that you could think of those codes and then just make it happen. Like, I like that you're just like, this is what I want, and I'm going to do it. Like, that's how you live your life. <laughs> Coding is just giving instructions. Can, can you give instructions? Could you teach, could you teach a 16-year-old how to drive a car? Mm-hmm. Well, coding is literally just teaching your computer to do what you want it to do using instructions and it's not hard to find the instructions like if you're coding something and you're like how do i do this it's just a google search away yeah mm. yeah that's true that's cool mm. making me like rethink my whole life <laughs> <laughs> like i want to go into coding now honestly but... new perspective makes life interesting it does you're right um well and you know what i since we're talking about this and this is the tetris gal talk podcast do you feel like there's a lot of women in coding because all of the people that i know that do it are men um i know quite a few women that are in coding but i don't know a lot and i can tell you this the um the tech industry is primarily men um and and i i think that 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 stems like this is this is a completely different discussion so i'll, I'll try to cut it short but like 
back in like the 70s and 80s when computers were new like computers were still like were mostly office and job things and a lot of women back in the 70s were still you know um homemakers yeah yeah they yeah. weren't out in the, in the workforce and then when the nintendo came out um and because there's the video game crash from atari uh, the Nintendo came out and they were like, okay, we're not going to market this as a computer. We're not going to market it as an entertainment. We're going to market this as a toy. Mm -hmm. We can see if we can get it to succeed. But the thing is, is that the toys departments were always divided between uh, boys and girls toys. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we can all guess where the Nintendo ended up. Right. And right. so this is, in my opinion, one of the major, these are the two of the major reasons why the tech industry is so male dominated right now. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that a lot of technology nowadays, like smartphones and laptops, are so easily accessible to everybody, even people that aren't into in, into technology. Yeah, because yeah. now it's, you know, encompassing everyone, regardless of gender. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that this makes allows more women to enter. It's just a little difficult when it's really male-dominated, but there are some companies out there that are really striving to, to get... Um, a bigger uh, a, a more diverse group of people and not just with gender but with race as well yeah yeah well that's why i mean i think that's why it can be intimidating and i just don't even really consider it because i'm like i don't i think you might be the only female coder that i do know which is sad <laughs> so they're out there i guess <laughs> there are some in our discord by the way i mean um I don't want to oh, name true. names because I don't want to get them wrong. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I know that there are some women in Tetris that are actually coders as well. Yeah, yeah that's true. So I want to let you know, Friday, uh, Ashley would love to do some more commentating. And I know that you did your own commentating for, you know, Class of Tetris Monthly. I've heard you uh, do it with Van Dweller a little bit when I first started to get into Tetris, um, when David introduced it to me. Like, did you already know all the Tetris lingo and just was like really comfortable with kind of just like speaking on camera for it? So I was in a really good position for that. And the reason why is I, I had, I'd been broadcasting to Twitch. Um, I'd been doing retro video game speed runs and other stuff on Twitch for a, a few years before I started CTM. Yeah. And so I was already comfortable speaking and I speaking, you know, to an audience. Um, and uh, on top of that, I had been watching the classic Tetris uh, World Championship videos on YouTube for, mm -hmm. what, two, three years at that point? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I already knew all the, all of the the terms, the terminology, um, what it meant, and I was already playing well enough that. So when I went to the 2017 CTWC, I entered it. They used to have an amateur event, a side event, and I entered the amateur event because I didn't think I could make it to the top 32. Okay. Um, and so like I was already competing. I had already been competing. And then there was the next CT, uh, CTWC that I went to that I actually tried to qualify at. In fact, that's the the first video, that the first experience at the CTWC video that David I posted. Mm -hmm. um, that was when I was, up until like the last five minutes, I was actually qualified in. And then I got punched down at the last mm -hmm. minute. But I had already been competing. I was already comfortable with the lingo. I was already comfortable being on camera at the time. I was already comfortable, you know, talking to people, and so with that being said, like, yeah, it was it was just natural for me. I had no problem just talking about the game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't get nervous or feel 
Um, honestly, I just go on there and just whatever happens, happens. But I don't know a lot of the, the lingo and I don't like watch Tetris a lot. But I like hanging out with Tetris people. So I'm just <laughs> like, I'll come and have a good time if you guys want me. <laughs> so this brings up a really interesting thing that happens. So there is one one year. Uh, we're not here one month classic Tetris monthly where I couldn't find a good guest uh, commentator because I usually had a good guest commentator like the first one I had um, Harry Hong nice. um, was it Jonas or Harry I forget I had Jonas or Harry on one of the earlier events and then after a while I started just grabbing the winner from the previous event to be the commentator oh. to force them to not win twice in a row so to give other people <laughs> a chance to win um, so that involved me getting Ben Mullen a couple of times and uh, okay the, the May 2018 Classic Tetris Monthly. I couldn't find a good guest commentator, so I got my friend Tokyo Scarab. He's a Twitch broadcaster um, and a musician, um, but he's got a really good voice. He loves retro games, and he was good at Tetris. Like, he wasn't competitive good, but, you know, like, he could hold his own. Like, he could probably clear level 15. He could probably hold up on level 18 for a short while. Um, so anyways... He, uh, we were, we were just commentating, and it was interesting because, because he wasn't a competitive Tetris player, wasn't a mm -hmm. part of the community, he would notice things about the game that other people just wouldn't even think of. Like, on level 18, the pieces are red, white, and blue. Yeah. And at one point, he said something, I don't remember exactly, but it was something along the lines of, look at, look at their whole board. It's, it's, it's just blue and white. There's, there's no red pieces at all. Like, they're getting, they're getting hosed some way. I, I don't even know what, but yeah. that can't be good. And yeah. it's not something that people would normally notice or even care about, but it was a really interesting take, a really interesting thing to point out, and it made the commentary more fun, more diverse. It was something else to think about in the Tetris yeah. game, aside from just where they're putting the blocks. Yeah. Um, so just because you're not good, at, just because you're not a good Tetris player doesn't mean that you won't be a good commentator. Um, yeah. That's and true. it's the same concept with there are people on Twitch who get, you know, hundreds of thousands of viewers and they're not even good at the games they're playing. And the right. thing is, is that not everyone watches for the skill on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, some people just watch for entertainment. And uh, the same goes for common being a commentator on a Tetris tournament. So yeah. I think you should just go out there and do it and uh, get your own style. And some people may not like it, um, but I guarantee you that other people will. That's true. true. And well, and I feel like there's something to be said about chemistry between two when there's two commentators. Um, if their banter is fun to listen to, then it, I don't think it really matters about who is good at telling you what's going on with the game. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why a lot of times they'll let me do like the side commentating when there's something like not really important going on. Um, that's usually when Van Dweller will let me commentate with them. Um, but yeah, I think just the interaction between the two commentators can make a huge difference too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100% it can. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed commentating with you because, I mean, I've been playing Tetris now. Like, I try to compete if I go to any tournaments. Like, now David and I have been traveling for the past two years straight, going to every single Tetris event that is available because, you know... COVID, when COVID hit, we were like, oh, okay, so we had to take a pause and, you know, string back from everything. But as soon as we heard about New York, South Carolina, Texas, you know, et cetera, all these other places, I was like, we're going. I don't care how long it takes. Like, 
we're just gonna go and do this and every time I go um I did feel alone so I was just like you know what I'm just gonna play um but yeah when we went when I went to, out to Texas um I was like oh like they were like oh like Van Dweller and um Steve were like oh you, you guys want to sit down and just oh, commentate together and I was like I don't I mean I know Tetris like when I'm playing it but not verbally like looking at somebody else's board and being able to say it and of course when I'm playing I don't talk like I'm not a talking person so it's funny that I'm doing a podcast and I don't like talking you know but it works out I guess (laughs) I think you're too worried about being you know like afraid that you're not talking much and sometimes like good commentary is just being silent when there's something good that's that people need to focus on you're not Mm -hmm. like you're there to compliment the the gameplay you're not there to you know to be the main entertainment that's what the game is yeah mm-hmm. um you're there to compliment it and sometimes the best compliment is not say anything or maybe make some side banter or even just point out the fact that you know player on the left doesn't have any red pieces on their screen but their board is full yeah yeah you something. Know? yeah freaking <laughs> left me there by myself to commentate i was like Hey, everybody, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, I'm in the deep end. That's how you learn. True. Yeah, uh, no, uh, they did not give me a choice. I'm like, uh, I can't leave. Where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of things do you know now that you kind of wish that you had, like, that kind of skill for you to kind of um, have made Classic Tetris Monthly a little bit differently? So I actually lucked out. I actually knew a lot before going in because I had a lot of experience in similar things um, between running tournaments and broadcasting and even commentating on stuff. I've already had some some what I didn't what I what I I guess the one thing that I wish I could have learned since I already knew all the tech stuff. um, I didn't run into hardly any hiccups that way Mm -hmm. was learning how to just ignore trolls. Mm, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (sighs) There was one particular troll. I was pretty good at ignoring trolls already. Like being, being a woman on the internet is already a problem. Um, yes, yes. So, so there was that, and I'd gotten pretty good at ignoring trolls. But there was one that just took it real personal and was just co- would constantly attack me, and I couldn't just sit there mm-hmm. and ignore it. I I felt like I had to respond. And yeah. it derailed multiple just regular streams of mine. I never let it happen in in the during the event, but yeah, it it he this person derailed quite a few of my 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 Twitch broadcasts, and he was just an overright like outright jerk. And I I that's the big thing is I just needed to learn to ignore trolls. And it's it's even when you so think you're hard. good at it, there's gonna be one that finds the way to just get under your skin. Yeah. Yes, I I'll totally, do it. I understand that. I mean, with this podcast, I mean, there's obviously good things going on, but there are some times where they're like, oh, like, she's not good enough, or, you know, oh, she's kind of, you know, gained weight, or she looks like this, she looks like that, and I'm like, yes. and like, of course... That's what I look like, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I feel like people like that are clearly not, like, there for the Tetris community, because I don't know a lot of Tetris players that are like that, um and if i feel like they're just there to you know stir things up and ain't nobody got time for that like the tetris community is one of the better gaming communities Mm -hmm. i've been a part of yeah i mean 
I don't know. And I just think, like, especially when you've gone to a live event, you just, like, anybody who would say something like that, I just am like, okay, whatever. Like, I know who the community is. And True. you clearly have your own issues. And so I'm just going to live my life. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's always usually someone, like, I've obviously been to, like, a lot of the um, competitions and I'm really grateful for being able to do that um, so that I can meet more people. Um, and I feel like the people that I meet, they are so supportive that they're not like that. So it's always the people on the outside that are like not really uh-huh. in yet. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to start trolling this person and see where I can get like get a rise out of them. And it's just like, ah, like get out of here. <laughs> But yeah, you just got to learn to ignore them. And when you think Mm -hmm. you learn how to ignore them, then another one shows up that knows how to push your buttons. True, true. Mm -hmm. Just got to turn. I wish there was like a knob. You're like, "Eh, turn it off. I mean, there is. There are like certain things on YouTube now that like can block it. And then you can always have your moderators on your Twitch streams and make sure that, you know, people can be able to have that, you know, blocking mode so that they can do that for you. Yeah, for sure. So in Tetris, I actually don't know a lot of women commentators. So when David was like, oh, yeah, Friday is totally, you know, she was in on it. She is basically the only woman commentator. I guess, how do you feel about that? Like, did you kind of wish there were more women who were like a little bit more, I guess, vocal and like kind of stepped out a little bit more? Well, there were. Um, oh. There were a couple. Okay. Um, the big one I can think of was uh, was Heather. Heather Ito. Oh, Oh, true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was big time. In fact, she was one of the main commentators um, for some one of the commentators for like CTWC events for a little while. Yeah. So I'm not the only female commentator. Um, and honestly, it's whatever. I mean, whether we, I, would like to see more of them, but, I mean, it's kind of up to them. You know, yeah. it, it it either happens or it doesn't happen. And it, the thing is, it's all about networking and. I don't think that there were fewer female commentators because that's just how it... I think it was there were female, fewer female commentators because there were fewer female players. Mm-hmm, I don't true. think it's that that at least this community isn't oppressive. Mm-hmm. It's just right. that there just happens to be fewer women. Um, that's the only reason. I don't think that there's any kind of... Be- at least in this community, I don't think there's any holding back based on gender. I don't mm-hmm. think there's much of an inherent bias i mean let's be honest sexism is kind of just baked into society unfortunately and Mm -hmm. but that's a totally different topic but i think it's a i think that that the radiation the background noise radiation of our lives is i think is a lot quieter in the tetris community yeah i think that um like the i don't know i just feel like even the guys want more female players and i don't know if it's just like it's a certain personality type of people who play tetris like i've tried obviously my my husband wants me to play he's like well look at jeff and kim you know they're like both top players i'm like it's uh, just um, not gonna jake and Kristen. (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh my gosh they are just like the power (laughs) couple yeah they've both maxed out so mm-hmm. has Kim and well, Jeff. Kim, Kim just got her max out. So oh, nice. There you go. Matthew's like, babe. I'm like, get, let it go. It's not in the cards <laughs> for me, okay? <laughs> I mean, uh, Dana Wilcox got her max out, although she's not, you know, with a man ever and not right. 
that exactly. that's a different <laughs> but you yeah. know the thing is is that there there are definitely quite a few successful female tetris players and mm-hmm. so i mean we're just, just kidding <laughs> just more need to step up is the thing and i think tetris is a welcoming enough community that if a woman is willing willing to step forward online which honestly that can be a kind of scary thing sometimes just because mm-hmm. of previous experiences of stepping forward online and getting burned for it Um, Mm -hmm. but if you're comfortable enough with the tetris community to step up i don't think you're going to get burned in the tetris community Mm -hmm. yeah but i think it's hard and i think i've mentioned this before there are a lot of females especially the ones that we have seen that are successful who run busy lives because they're raising children true Um, i don't think that it's as easy for them to be able to um dedicate and commit to the time it takes for something like commentating matches like they Mm -hmm. are trying to feed their children and put them to bed yeah i think that's where it's hard and that's why there's people like una and i who are not at that point of our lives and so we're able to do this more oh and heather didn't have a kid exactly i really think that plays a huge part because they don't want to add more commitment to their plate you know when they have so much going on already i don't have a kid i'm never gonna have a kid (laughs) See, that's the thing is most of these girls that come on here are either young or just the females that have chosen a different path (laughs) and don't want to have kids um, or haven't yet, you know? can't even Um, take care of myself. Right? I know. Like, I can barely handle life on my own. I don't need a little (laughs) one running around. I guess I'm on a little different path than both of you guys because, of course, for me, I love children and I want to have children. Of course, I want to get married first. (laughs) I don't either. So I don't understand Mm -hmm. you at all. It's so funny. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, David and I, so we've been talking about, you know, marriage. But, (laughs) you know, it's just obviously we've been a couple for a very long time now. um, So... I I basically been in Tetris for four years of our if of my life because of him, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's like okay, well, That's commitment, yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> commitment to Tetris <laughs> or yeah. through Tetris, I guess you could say. But I mean, I see, you know, like Kim and you know Jeff, Kristen, Jake, and you know everybody else who has children and kind of are. They're basically still in the community, just not as severely. And then, of course, you know, David and I, we both have YouTube channels that are solely just for Tetris now. And mm-hmm. I had the podcast going and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So if we ever get married and have kids, like we can't have kids, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, because <laughs> this is our baby right now. Like his YouTube channel yeah. is his baby. My YouTube channel plus my podcast is my little baby here, too, because I would love to see it grow even bigger. So right now I'm trying to expand the <laughs> podcast a little bit because, you know, not as many women are stepping up. Um, I guess it's like, oh, like I'm reaching out, but I don't want to reach out too much because then I don't want to annoy anyone. So yeah, I guess with your commentating Friday, like when you were asking your guests to come on, I know like in the beginning you are like, oh, like I was trying to reach out to people. Like how, like what's the best way, I guess, for me to kind of, I mean... This is kind of sort of commentating in a way, but not really, you know what I mean? But just just be really be really quick and polite and just, you know, respect their time and just say, "Hey, I have this thing coming up, you know." Like for example, when I went when I approached Tokyo Scarab to be a commentator because I couldn't find a I I just approached him and said, "Hey, I've got a Tetris tournament coming up and uh 
you've got a really good really good voice for it and uh you love video games and you love puzzle games and you know the game really well mm-hmm. i was like i think you'd be a really good person to be on if you wanted to commentate uh, a tournament and uh just let me know um yeah. just just be forward be you know just get straight to the point respect their time yeah and you know let them know and you're gonna get you're gonna get some yeses you're gonna get some no's and just be prepared for both yeah yeah for sure i mean the best thing to do is put yourself in their shoes right like let's say you uh let's say someone approached you and wanted you to commentate on an event like that um how would you feel if they approach you with that, you know, like even if you did or didn't want to, or if you could or you couldn't, like the fact is, is that you would probably be a little flattered that you got chosen. Yeah, um, true. And so you're always gonna like the worst thing that you're gonna, the worst in- encounter you're gonna get from that is, um, that sounds awesome, but I can't. Um, yeah. And that's gonna be the worst you're gonna get. I can't imagine someone that you are going to approach being a jerk to you about it. And even if they were, you can just write them off and move How on. Dare you? <laughs> Do not ask me this question. Like, get out of here. Yeah. But, yeah, true. (laughs) I think, well, part of the thing is that um, I don't know that people even think about commentating. And then if they do, it's not like they're going to be reaching out to us because we don't have anything that we need commentating on, right? So, like, on CTM or all the 5,000 billion other things that are going on now, they would have to reach out to those people and they might not feel as, like, accessible to them as maybe you and I are, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that might be part of the problem. And I don't know that people like Van Dweller and them go reaching out for commentators. You know, they have the people that they need. I don't think that they would just go picking people out. So yeah. if that's not happening, I don't see why somebody like me, I wouldn't just, well, I have done it. But that's more because I've been at live events. I feel like. I wouldn't just think, oh, you know what? I'm going to message Van Dweller and see if he needs me to commentate on a match. Because he probably doesn't, you know? So I think that might be part of the problem, too. It couldn't hurt to ask, though. Worst he's going to say is, sorry, I don't have a spot open right now. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if you can handle that, if you can handle a polite, hey, uh, sorry, I just don't have a spot open. If you can handle that, there's no reason not to ask. Well, I know that. So the last time I commentated on... I think it was CTM, yeah. sure, honestly. I get so confused. But um, he had, basically what you could do is you would go on a channel on dis- on his Discord and um, go in there where everybody, people who want to commentate were talking. And then they would select people from that little channel and then bring them onto the show. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so if you're ever interested in commentating, you can just go on to the channel and hang out with the other people who would like to commentate. And then he'll tr- he tries to give everybody turns. So that could be a way where females could go in there more often and hang out and try to get on to commentate. Do it. So, yeah. All of you do that's, it. That's what I did. I mean, I just went in there and was like, I went on there and I was like, what the heck? Like, why are there was like three commentators? And I was like, I want to play. So he was like, well, and he walked me through it. And I never even knew that was a thing. So um Vendrell is great he's so great yeah (laughs) I'm really glad like there's so many people who maybe could have taken that place or taken over CTM I just feel like you got so lucky that somebody like Van Dweller took it over and continued Mm -hmm. to want to make it grow you know like he didn't let it crash and burn he's worked hard on it as well so that I feel like we all got really lucky because of that I mean I turned down the first person 
Yeah. Uh, it, C CTM was my baby first. True. Um, and I, I didn't mind having Van Dweller adopt. Yeah. It was not a problem, but like, uh, I don't remember who the first person was, which is good because I'm kind of throwing them under the bus here, but <laughs> I did say, I did say no at first to yeah. the first person. Um, well, you made the right call, I think. Yeah, I guess, do you like kind of miss, I know, I understand like you're, um, like you took a step back from Tetris and um, I know that like when you stream certain games, I'm always kind of watching you Friday. Um, and then you introduced me to other different games that I downloaded on my little Switch now. Apparently it's available on Switch. So I'm like, oh my God, I have to get it on here now. Um, so it's just like, oh, like, do you kind of want to come back to do a commentating game, like commentate a game again, or just kind of, um, I guess, come back in the community a little bit more than, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. The community is a lot different now than it was when I was a part of it. Yeah. And although I'm sure I'd be welcomed back in and I would fit in fairly well, the fact is is that a lot of the people that I got really close to in the community aren't really a part of that community so much anymore. Mm. Um, and yeah. a lot of it has shifted to a lot of uh, a much younger audience, mm -hmm. which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the fact is is that I don't know them very well. Yeah. And sure, yeah. I, could, I could hop in and get to know them, and I'm sure there would be no problems. But... The fact is, is that, well, I don't know them, and that's less incentive for me to go in there. Um, as for commentating, um, I don't really have a strong desire to commentate. I never really did. I just did out of necessity at the time I was I was hosting the event, so I had yeah. to. Yeah. Um, however, I did enjoy it. Um, and there's the stupid Tetris Monthly that Van Dweller reached out to me one time and thought it would be fun to have me as a commentator for it. But then neither of us followed up afterwards, and they hosted it without me. And it, honestly, I mean, I was fine. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Um, if it were that big a deal, it would have said something. But yeah. uh, but the thing is, is that, uh, I mean, I could see myself maybe commentating a game or two. And, I mean, it was fun, but I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, seeking it, seeking it out or anything. I've kind of moved on from, from Tetris. Um, yeah. I had I had a lot of fun. I have my heyday. I have all the good memories, and I've brought I've gained a lot of new friends from it. Yeah. Um, but if someone if he ever wanted to bring me back for like maybe like a five year anniversary or a ten year anniversary oh, event or some kind of cool. uh, some kind of event, I would absolutely say yes. Um, yeah. I'd have no good. problem hopping Van on the mic again. <laughs> hey, Van, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. well, I think I was curious because. All these other things have started popping up, like Sharky, um, which I think he's a great commentator, but he started doing the Tetris gauntlet, and then mm -hmm. there's King's, Kingsman doing the King's, his friendlies. I didn't know if you have watched any of that, and if you have, like, what are your opinions on it? I mean, I just think it's cool that pe more people are inspired to host more Tetris content. That's all, that's all I wanted, was more Tetris You're content. Like, it's happening! It's happening! And, <laughs> like, admit, I may have been the first one to 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 get to try to gather a community to get more of the same content more than just once a year. I may have been the first one, but I'm really glad that I wasn't the only one and that whether I inspired them or someone else inspired them, the fact is is that more people got inspired to do it. Yeah. And I think awesome. and so I may not watch them. I may not watch the the Gauntlet, the Puzzle League, the the Friendlies, you know, the Kingsman Invitational. I might not watch any of those very hardly much anymore. But I'm glad that they exist. I know they exist. I see you. Yeah. And you're awesome. Yeah, that's great. You're like, it worked. 
Yeah, I mean, now if I want to watch Tetris stuff, I can go watch a video of Cheese getting 2.6 million like some madman. <laughs> and... Oh, so good. I mean, I, I always thought that, you know, there would be a point where we would probably see prolonged um, kill screen play. Um, mm -hmm. But I just didn't think it would come out of a new... Um, I didn't think there would be a technique that would do it. I just figured there would be some crazy right? power. I know, yeah. Uh, no, no, they came up with something new, and <laughs> I mean, it works. It works. Yep. Yeah. Is uh, Matt going to so bring cool. out the teeth rolling anytime soon again? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, no. <laughs> He's been uh, doing the, what's it called? Rolling. <laughs> yeah, he's been rolling, and he's gotten some new PBs. Um, I told him he's actually doing really well, but uh, I told him he needs to start playing full games because he's really addicted to 29. Because if we, I mean, we're thinking about going to the Austin qualifier, and I told him if some of the big guys can't make it, Matthew could have a chance. So I'm trying to encourage him to keep working on it. You know, really quick, I wonder... If there's ever going to be a goofy foot roller. Oh. Possibly. I mean, I was a goofy foot tapper. Um, yeah. So, like, I wonder if there's ever going to be a goofy foot roller. Well, I think, I, so, like, the way they roll, they actually have to invert their controller. So I think a lot of people want to use goofy foot. But if you learn, you have to learn the controller backwards. And so, like, Matthew learned... The con how to do the controller backwards like the inputs are opposite mm -hmm. but then he got a goofy foot um, from Steve and then his brain had already got used to changing it so he didn't if he don't yeah he didn't want to relearn it so he doesn't use a goofy foot but we have an extra one we are like keeping in case anybody decides they want to try oh so. that'd be kind of cool yeah sure goofy foot roller <laughs> it's definitely in the name <laughs> <laughs> the shredder is what um i mean steve brought out in waco and i don't understand how anybody plays on that thing somebody that it's actually like... did really good a really great job was actually doc pie um i actually filmed it on my phone and i sent it to her oh, nice. uh them and they actually uh really did really well <laughs> so it was kind of nice. cool to see somebody else play um and kind of actually succeed in it too yeah, I mean, it was fun. I just liked watching everybody try to use it. <laughs> so, Friday, will we see you at uh, PRGE in Portland? It's, it's unlikely, but uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the last time I went was kind of a... like I, I had said I was going to, and then I decided I wasn't, and then I decided I was going to anyways. Um... And so, I mean, that could happen again. I could just decide, you know what, screw it. It's it's in my neighborhood, and there's a bunch of retro right. games over there. I would be stupid not to go and have a good time and see a bunch of my old friends. So, I'm I'm gonna say probably not, but that's also probably a lie. Okay. I mean, honestly, well, I like you deciding to go made it a better experience for me because I was like, oh my god, I know Friday Witch. I, I, that's the only one I knew. Like when I first started watching Tetris, I was just like. I don't know anyone else. I mean, Friday Witch was a big name for me. And so I was like, oh. And David's like, oh, that's her right there. I'm like, 
I'm gonna go sit with her. She's gonna be my new friend. And you know, you and I, of course, we've been talking on and off. And I apologize. You know, sometimes I'm always on all the time, and other times I'm not. And I think you are someone who understands that too. So I do. I really hope that we can like keep in contact. You know, just you know, I I feel like we had a lot of good conversations as well. And I feel like I was like, oh, like this is someone that I'm really glad that she was there. Um. So that I can kind of, I could basically latch myself onto you because I didn't know anyone else. <laughs> so I you was know like, what though? I did. I didn't mind. Good to have a uh, friendly <laughs> company. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Well, and I know for me, I feel like it can be very hard after COVID and being isolated, especially if you are somebody who's got to work from home, to then go straight into like a huge convention. Like, I know when even when we went to Waco, I had moments where I had, like, little panic attacks just from, like, being in a group of so many people, um, which, I mean, I have social anxiety anyways, but I feel like coming out of COVID, which I never had to quarantine because I was in the medical field, so I never actually had that experience that a lot of people had, but I feel like that if you haven't been doing that and then you walk into a room full of people, like, that's a lot to take in. Like yeah. Even Waco felt that way, and it was just, it was nothing compared to Portland. Portland is huge. Like, there's mm. so many people. The room is packed. So, yeah. I feel like that might be hard for some people, honestly. Actually, that's why you got me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I have so many people now that I feel comfortable, but because I'm so close yeah, with still. a lot of people, but for new people, or, you know, it, it can be hard. Yeah. But I was kind of wondering, like, what you're doing nowadays, um, like, since after all the era of Classic Tetris Monthly, um, like, what are you up to now? Are you playing any new games? Like, tell us about you. Yep. So what I do now, I pretty much, uh, there's a there's a game I play called Dual Universe. It's just a space uh, MMO that's mostly uh, kind of just a big sandbox. Like, imagine... Imagine EVE Online, but less angry. Imagine Minecraft, but a lot more complex. And imagine No Man's Sky, but you can build your own ships. It's essentially that. That's literally all I've been playing for the past eight months now. Um, I'm addicted. Um, it's, it's an early beta. Um, and uh, yeah, it's super buggy still. But, um, but you know what? It's cheap, and I enjoy it, so I play it anyway. Yeah, that's what, what matters. That's awesome. That sounds really fun. I would try that. I mean, I try literally every game recommendation from Friday, actually. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, Friday, what are you up to? And she's like, oh, I'm starting this new game. I'm like, okay. And then I go downloading. You said you got a Switch game. Was Let me guess. Was it Dicey Dungeons? Yep, it was. I feel like I'm doing so much better on Switch than I did on my Mac for some reason. Same game. But, you know, what? if you're more comfortable playing it on the Switch, then you might just do better as a result. Yeah. I think when I first started, I was like, oh, I need to learn how to play this game. So I was just, like, doing random stuff. But now I feel like now that I'm playing more strategic games, that, like, I can think a little bit more better. I don't know. It's probably yeah, you, stupid well, back then. I mean, then. that's a game where you have to think. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, can't just, you can't just randomly pick just dice to it. put in random items. True. You have to yeah. literally plot each of your turns out. It's a strategy. It's a yeah. strategy roguelike game. And I thought I was going to hate it because I hate, like, you know, games that are just completely random whether you win or not. And what's mm -hmm. more random than rolling dice? But that game yeah. gives you so many tools to manipulate them to what you need that it it's not random at all. 
um, it's it's you planning a route based on what you're given, but you have routes you can plot. Yeah. Um, My brother actually created a game that's um, like a dice rolling um, game, but it's more like turn based. Um, like when he was in school, and I think that's really cool that there's other games out there. I didn't even know that there was like dice games like that. Dicey Dungeons is a fantastic roguelike. And uh, yeah, I mean, I recommend that you should have Una show it to you. Um, I will. (laughs) It's awesome. I I loved it, and I played it a lot. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I have not (laughs) been playing a lot of games. Um, I just sleep and work. (laughs) (laughs) I was I play a lot of Tetris, because... Uh, Kim just got her max out, so of course I'm you want trying. One? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm at like high 700. I think I'm almost at 800. I don't know exact numbers. Jeez. Uh, you might have to ask David. <laughs> but uh, when I quit, my personal best was around 650. Oh, really? Okay. Which okay. which isn't which isn't a a bad score. Yeah. Um, no. But I mean, it's not a max out. No, six um, six hundred is definitely still hard for me to get. Uh, yesterday uh, was it yesterday? Maybe I finally reached the seven hundred. I was like, yes! And I was like screaming to David. I was like, oh my god! And then he's like, do it again. And then it's like three hundred, and I top out. I'm like, oh. I don't want to <laughs> brag or anything, but like I'm at a strong ninety k. So you guys <laughs> oh, you know what? Y'all, we we all have to start somewhere. We we have to start somewhere. My my first games definitely weren't 90k. Um, I remember thinking that um, the the big rocket, like the big space shuttle, was yeah. the best you could get. I didn't even know you could launch the launch the cathedral. I can't sit there that long. I get bored, and then usually when I'm playing um, or watching TV, I'm always like making bracelets or doing something because I can't just sit still. So I feel like even if I could play for a long time, I would just I wouldn't be able to pay attention well enough. I used to be that way. Um, I used to make chain mail, like jewelry, not like yeah. making the the mail letters that you send out and make everyone hate you. <laughs> Scale mail jewelry. Um, yeah. And that's always something to fiddle with with your hands. Mm-hmm. I made an entire yeah. skirt out of uh, chain mail rings and soda pop tabs. Oh, wow. Fun. Love it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm just like, I gotta be doing something. So, uh, it's just not, I think it's just not the game for me. <laughs> like, a lot of times I play games that are, like, um, base building or survival, and I can actually, like, do other things while I'm playing. Like, things that are, that run themselves almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, like, I have to do two things at one time. I don't know why I'm like that. I actually hate that about myself. <laughs> it's, like, just relax. Like, no. just enjoy I'm something. like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well actually it's, it's actually really funny now that you say that I do take Ashley's recommendations of games as well so you guys are just really good at game recommendations so <laughs> if anybody wants to have some good game recommendations these two are the you know people why? you go to <laughs> it's because Matthew watches so or listens to podcasts all day at work and so he gets all these game recommendations from from listening to them, and he find that he always finds like the best games because of that. Hmm. So that's how I end up finding out about them. So I guess is there anything else you would like to add, Friday? There's one question on this list that I didn't really get to touch on. 
and it was about uh, Stupid Tetris Monthly. Um, I didn't get to be a part of any of the Stupid Tetris Monthlies, but I did do an April Fool's event one time. And oh. uh, people got to randomly, people got to choose randomly from a list, or got assigned randomly from a list of ROM hacks that I did. I literally hacked Tetris like 30 different ways just to screw with people. <laughs> um, That's fun. And there's some really funny ones, like one hack, one that I remember distinctly. Uh, it was Jazz Thief versus someone else, and I picked the, what I called the sequential, the okay. sequential hack, where the, the seven pieces on the, on the statistics... Um, in order, T, J, Z, square, S, L, I. Um, what, you, what you would do is you would get one of each of those in, in that order. Mm -hmm. Then you would get two of each of those in that order. And then you would get three and then four. And, like, it got to a point where it was time for Jazz Thief to get six squares in a row. And he was Ooh. like, I do not want squares right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so fun, though. Um. There's a couple other ones that were really funny. Um, there's I, I had a hack where um, I didn't tell people what was wrong, but one one hack I removed DAS and swapped A and B buttons. Oh, wow. oh my gosh! They, that probably just completely broke their brain. <laughs> there was one where I set the DAS to like two frames instead of oh. six. Um, oh boy! I had one where the points for the clears for for line clears were randomized, so. Tetris's might not even been like the most valuable play to make. It may have been worth it to make doubles. Do you still have, I guess, access to all those hacks uh, that you I, made, or is it all to Van Dweller now? Um, oh, oh, Van Dweller didn't have those. Uh, I hosted that on my own channel. Okay. Um, they didn't want it on the classic Tetris or the monthly Tetris channel because, let's be honest, I was I was hacking Tetris. Oh. So <laughs> they kind of didn't, you know, weren't sure what to do with that and decided to just leave it alone mm -hmm. but my favorite one was one of them you know how the the tetris each of the sprites for all the tetris blocks are eight by eight pixels um mm -hmm. what i did was i made them like five pixels but i misaligned them they weren't in the center like some of them were on the left side some of oh, them were on the right side um, of the the eight by eight square so people had a hard time lining things up and everything just looked wrong <laughs> um oh my gosh that would stress <laughs> me out it's kind of like the two-player game on the classic Tetris. Like, I remember David and I tried to do a two-player thing, and it just looked all wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was um, that was one of my favorite one of my favorite moments. Um, I'm going to have to see if I can find those ROM hacks. I will Yeah, that's get you. so fun. I, and such clever things to think of to, to, like, incorporate in that. That's super cool. But... Friday, we wanted to let, or I guess I wanted to let you know, I am trying to incorporate in my YouTube channel now, because um, I wanted Ashley to practice a little bit more on her commentating. So I'm actually doing a match with Megan um, O'Keefe. She is um, Vince's uh, girlfriend, and mm -hmm. she and I are going to do a friendlies match, and we're going to have Ashley do a commentating. But that's actually one of my ideas that. I obviously want to see more women play. And so I'm just like, well, I play. I'm not super good, but I mean, I I think I'm pretty good in three years, yes, you know? So you are. You I'm play just like, very well. I'm like, okay, well, how about we could do like a, well, obviously I'm not all super tech savvy. So I, my setup is going to be whatever David sets up for me, basically. 
And so <laughs> um, I really want, I would love for you to come on and do a fun little commentating, just like your voices. Uh, you can commentate with Ashley um, and different things like that. Just kind of, if you would like to, I don't want to push you or anything like that, but if you are available during the times, um, it would be kind of cool to have you back. All right. Um, like by the way, I just found the April Fool's hacks, but I uh, password protected it, and I don't remember what the password is. Oh, and, oh um, no! Um, <laughs> I have an idea of what it was, um, but I think I know what to search for on the CTM Discord to find what the password is. I think I know what to search for. Okay, um, just let me know. I mean, that'd be kind of cool to be like, you know, highlighting everything of all the past things that you did and kind of showing that on there too. So, I mean, my main reason of doing this podcast is so that more people know more about you or more know more about women in general, you know, in our community. And people always want to know more about you and kind of like what you did. And so, I mean, I really hope that some people can understand throughout this podcast on how much you actually did for the community as well as for women Absolutely. to be able to speak out. Um, so we're really thankful for that as well. Yeah, I feel like you're like this legend that everybody knows about, but you're like not really around. So we all just like swap stories of like our times with Friday Witch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like a Tetris legend. No, you are a Tetris and not you, <laughs> but but yeah, that's super cool. You should be like, I'm sure you are super proud of it, and like I feel like the Tetris community is like your baby because you started it all i mean not the whole community but i I mean mean, a lot of it though (laughs) i feel like the classic tetris monthly is the middle and everything i mean obviously it's ctwc and we all know that but like outside of that because that's only one time a year you know and classic tetris monthly is obviously every month so or Mm -hmm. you know depending i don't i guess it is every month um so it's kind of like that's the middle baby that you've created and now there's <laughs> so many other branches that are just coming out mm-hmm. because it's like oh like you know somebody did make something so I'm gonna make it now so it's like really cool to see a woman who really started in the beginning so everybody listen up okay <laughs> all right well I uh, found the date um, that I hosted the event and so now I'm looking for the password and I found the date in the CTM Discord, but I literally said PM me for the password. So now I'm looking through PM windows oh. of people that I know and <laughs> participated. And I think I know Jazz Thief did because he is the one who got wrecked with squares. Poor guy. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I'm... I've had squares, stacks of squares before, and I was like, no. And then I just went straight up in the middle, and I'm just like, uh. I can't do anything else. <laughs> but thank you again. Seriously, Friday. I really hope that you do find it and that we could do something. We can set up something or, you know, you can tell me the best ways on how to set it up as well. Because I would love to have your, you know, feedback on everything. Um, but we really appreciate you coming on here and telling us your story and your background and everything. Yeah. Um, GLaDOS, thanks for having me be a part of it. Well, We hope that you enjoyed this podcast with our guest, Friday Witch. Um, If you like what you heard, um, go ahead and subscribe, um, follow, share with your friends. You can also find us on YouTube. Um, We hope that you follow and subscribe us there. 
Um, you can watch the videos, leave comments. Um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, and make sure you follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and if you would like to be on the show, either DM Ashley or DM me, um, and we would love to hear from you guys. So thank you Absolutely. again, Friday. Bye. 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 Bye.